the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. Craft Beer Guest is going to be joining me later this hour in the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at alberg at nycradio.com. iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. And we're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com and uh, you will find my podcast uh, after the show airs on Sunday nights on Monday morning, uh, along with a plethora of other um, beer casts as well. And you definitely want to check all of them out. And uh, it's a really cool network and it kind of aggregates a lot of great uh, podcasts from across the country uh, into one spot. So you can click and listen. At your leisure. Uh, a little Blues Traveler there, Carolina Blues. Got a chance to see Blues Traveler uh, this past Friday down at Asbury Park at the uh, Summer Stage, which is a great venue. If you haven't been to Asbury Park and you haven't been to the Summer Stage, you are missing out on something. The Stone Pony, an iconic place. It's where Bruce Springsteen got his start. Uh, but the Summer Stage right next door uh, is just a wonderful venue to see a show. Most of the tickets are standing room only. Uh, They're usually inexpensive. Sometimes they're a little bit pricey, depending on the act that's there. But it is a great place to see a show. Breeze coming right off the water. Uh, It's just a nice day down in Asbury Park. The cool thing is if you can't get into the show, if the tickets are sold out, people camp out on the boardwalk. They kind of camp out on the grass around the summer stage. And you can hear most of the show right from there. There are a couple of uh, restaurants and bars that are situated right on the Asbury Park boardwalk that you have a perfect line of sight into uh, the concert. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, that may be something uh, that you'd want to take your family down and go check out. Uh, always have a good time when I'm down there. Uh, got a chance to visit with family. I have family that lives in uh, Ocean Grove. It, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's it's like going to the shore, but not going to the shore. It's You're fighting traffic, but it's not as bad of a ride when you're coming from North Jersey or maybe, say, Staten Island. But it's a lot of fun. Asbury Park's a great place, so we'll sprinkle in some Blues Traveler during the show, along with some other stuff. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, James Vorell from Paste Magazine uh, is going to join me uh, to talk, among other things, a story he wrote a few weeks back about New England IPAs and how some are, let's be fair, awful. They just they, they taste awful. And his girlfriend, or his fiance and, and he were uh, at a brewery uh, down south, and they were drinking IPAs, uh, New England-style IPAs, these hazy, juicy IPAs. She drank one and couldn't finish it. And I'll let James tell the story. Uh, and uh, in the article that he writes, um, it's just an interesting take on, and, and it was something that I, I agreed with because it had happened to me earlier, uh, a few days before, where I was drinking an IPA from a brewery, and I'll name them Magnify in New Jersey, where I felt like the beer was too acidic. It had such a burn on the back end of my throat that I felt like I couldn't finish it. Now, I did, but it was one of those things where I felt like, hey, maybe this beer could have waited a little bit um, before uh, being put in kegs and in cans, et cetera, and getting it, getting it sold. So we'll talk to James about that, along with a couple of other things as well, something from New Belgium, uh, something from Stone as well. We'll talk to James about that coming up in about 20 minutes. But we do have a lot of news to get to. So... Uh, Finest Kind Brewing LLC, the parent company of New Hampshire's Smutty Nose Brewing. Uh, we got all this information from Brewbound, thanks to the good folks from Brewbound. They've hired Brian Walsh as the company's new CEO. That's according to the Boston Globe. Walsh assumed the role about two weeks ago. He replaces Rich Lindsay, who exited the company in May after about 14 months. Chris Bro- Christopher Broom, senior owner and chairman of the company, had been serving 
as the interim CEO. Walsh spent nearly five years as president and CEO of Pittsburgh Brewing Company before leaving that post in March 2018. He was previously the president and CEO of Long Trail Brewing Company. Uh, in addition to Walsh, Money Knows has hired Chris Valde as its next chief operating officer. The outlet reported Valde will join, who will join Finest Kind in mid-July. Last served as director of operations for Lord Hobo Brewing Company in Woburn, Massachusetts. He also worked at the Craft Brew Alliance for nearly a decade, last serving as director of operations. Now, in other Smutty Nose news, the company plans to open a Smut Labs tap room by the end of August in the former Seventh Settlement uh, Brewery space in Dover, New Hampshire, uh, the Boston Globe also reported. Now, Boston Beer Company's merger with Dogfish Head Craft Brewery officially closed on July 3rd, nearly two months after the two top craft beer companies announced the deal. That's according to documents that were filed with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. As such, Dogfish Head co-founder Sam and Mariah Calagione, now officially employees of Boston Beer Company, uh, and according to an 8K, Sam Calagione's title moving forward is founder and brewer of Dogfish Head. Additionally, Dogfish Head president and COO George Pastrana's title is now president of the Delaware Craft Brewery. Calagione and Pastrana will both report to Boston Beer CEO David Berwick. So uh, good news there. That merger is done. And now those guys can get started on making and collaborating on lots of different beers. Forgive me, folks. I have a little bit of a a cold that I've been dealing with for about a week and a half now. So I'm uh, hopefully uh, over it at some point here because I'm getting tired of having one nostril blocked and then the other one uh, you know, being as clear as a bell. So uh, as we continue on here with news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, as well as the Hopped Up Network, Deschutes Brewery uh, in Oregon has announced uh, it plans to begin selling beer in New Jersey and Indiana. Deschutes Beer now available in 32 states as well as Washington, D.C. Uh, they are pairing with Valparaiso, a five-star distributing in Columbia City, and Zinc Distributing Company in Indianapolis. Uh, They have already started selling beer in the state there. In New Jersey, uh, the company has signed a deal with Peerless Beverage, and they're going to begin selling Deschutes beer on July 12th. So interestingly enough, um, that well, uh, the beer is already out, I guess, July 12th. Yeah, that would be this past Friday. So that beer is out there already. And they're having a tap takeover, actually, at my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, this coming Thursday. So I'm going to try and get over there if I can, uh, to sample some of the Deschutes uh, uh, beers. So kudos to Peerless Beverage uh, for getting that deal done. And now we'll start to get some Deschutes Brewery uh, in New Jersey. Very cool about that. Maine's governor, Janet Mills, has signed a law uh, to redefine a small brewer and reform the state's self-distribution and franchise laws. Now listen to this. Under the new law, small brewery defined as an operation that produces fewer than 30,000 barrels annually. Previously... A small brewery in Maine was defined as one making fewer than 1,600 barrels of beer annually. That's a significant difference. The law also increases the self-distribution cap to 30,000 barrels annually, enables companies under the 30,000 barrel cap to more easily exit their distribution contracts so long as their brand accounts for less than 3% of their distributor sales and hasn't sold more than 10,000 case equivalents, about 725 barrels during the previous 12-month period. The law goes into effect on September 19th of this year. So kudos to Maine for making those changes. You know, we've been talking so much about the New Jersey laws and all the issues that New Jersey is having. And um, I'm actually looking to get Chuck Garrity from uh, Death of a Fox Brewing on the on the show next week because he had a great uh, post uh, last week about the uh, NJABC. And we talked about it with John Cushow. Uh, from South Jersey Beer Scene on last week's show. And you definitely want to listen to that episode. It's a good episode uh, of the Craft Beer Cast. But, you know, we're seeing so many of these different things here in New Jersey, and there are brewers that are very angry about it, and Chuck being one of the most vocal of the New Jersey scene. And then you have others who, I, I don't want to say they're not vocal, but they're kind of just taking the rules in stride and saying, okay, this is what we can do. We have to work within these constraints. Okay, fine. Um, it, It's... It's interesting to me. New Jersey, there was a, a a study that had come out this past week that said New Jersey is ranked 49th out of 50 states in terms of opening a business in New Jersey. The worst. One of the worst. Why? High taxes. All these different loopholes that you have to go through. This is why businesses are not coming to New Jersey. This is a problem. And it's a problem for the craft brewers in New Jersey as well. A, a, a 
a a scene, a, a small business market that is exploding, bringing in revenue to the state, which is important, right? And they're trying to squash it. They're trying to knock down the little guy. And that, there's something wrong there. And I think that's why it's got to be legislated. It has to go to the legislation now at this point. So I want to talk to Chuck next week. I'm hoping to get him on uh, the program next week to sit, you know, to, to get his views on it. I know he agrees that it needs to be legislated, but you got to hear this guy because he's got an interesting business model uh, with his business. It's coffee and beer. They're trying to stifle him. There's a direct attack against him. You definitely want to uh, listen to him. I'm going to try and get him on for next week's program. Now, finally, uh, Anheuser-Busch is going to pay a half a million dollar fine for violating California's air quality standards. Uh, this is from the AP. California Air Resources Board told the AP that AB was fined after 86 of its trucks were found to be non-compliant with the state's guidelines. The company failed to self-inspect its diesel trucks. That's important uh, in the state in the state of California. So eh, half a million dollar fine. Although for them, kind of a slap on the wrist, don't you think? Now, folks, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news from around the beer world. We're just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher explains his feelings on the U.S. women's soccer team. Yes, they have alienated a big segment of the population. I mean, I know how I feel. But see, isn't that a perfect metaphor for the far left? The angry, radical left. No dialogue. If you don't see the world the way I do, there's to be no conversation. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Stop chasing customers and let them chase you. Salem Surround offers full-service digital solutions. We'll help target the exact demographic you want in the exact area you want. Perfect for increasing awareness, a big sale, or rolling out a new product. If you need more business, you need Salem Surround. Call now for a free digital marketing checkup. Call Greg Cooper, Salem Surround Media Strategist, at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Salem Surround. Digital solutions. Real results. 212-857-9635. Want more of AM 970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news. What's coming up on the radio? Thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. AM970 The Answer is giving you the chance to win $1,000 every day for our summer cash contest. Enter for your chance to win by listening to AM970 for keywords announced at approximately 7.30 a.m., 10 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and 7 p.m. Then go to am970theanswer.com and type in the keyword. This is an Aptivada summer contest with participation from several broadcast company television and radio stations. For each opportunity to win, one winner will be randomly selected from all entries received nationwide. For a complete list of contest rules, go to am 970theanswer.com. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Did you miss what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show live stream? Catch up on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash AM 970 The Answer.
Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you will catch... uh, the latest uh, show from me, uh, along with uh, lots of others, selling craft beer, South Jersey beer scene, uh, lot, lots of great stuff on there. The Hopped Up Network, it's a great place uh, if you're into the beer scene, craft beer scene, or the business of craft beer and want to learn uh, more about it. There's some great stuff there that you can download and listen to at your leisure. A little uh, stand up and shout from the Holy Diver album from Ronnie James Dio on uh uh, Wednesday, July 10th, uh, would have been Ronnie's uh, birthday. I forget. He was born in 1942. So if I was doing my math properly, uh, let's see. He would have been. No, that can't be right. He could not have been born in 1942. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. He would have been in his 70s now? Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe that does sound about right. But anyway, uh, Ronnie James Dio, his birthday was this past week, and uh, you know we lost him a number of years ago uh, to a very bad form of cancer. So uh, you know all that you know all that money that people think that goes to cancer research that doesn't actually get used, it does get used for cancer research. And if you can donate, do it, whatever you can. Uh, every little bit helps because we really have to try and figure out a way uh, to eradicate this cancer. I mean, technology and medicine has gone. Uh, has grown in leaps and bounds in just 40-plus years uh, where most cancers would have been a death sentence for people. Uh, My particular cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, years ago would have been a death sentence. Now the survival rate is, uh, you know, above 90%, which is fantastic. But we need to do more research about all of these different things uh, and how cancers are formed, what what is the correlation between certain foods and things and whatever. This This research is very important. So coming up in 10 minutes, James Varel from Pace Magazine uh, is going to join me to talk about, among other things, a story he wrote a few weeks back about New England IPAs and how some of them, in his you know, uh, opinion, and, and mine too, are pretty bad. So uh, that's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. A couple of quick beer notes uh, to get to. Uh, first one, Stone Brewing uh, is uh, proud to announce the release of a cult fan favorite, Stone's notorious POG Berlin Iron Vice. Uh, it's brewed with passion fruit, orange, and guava. Uh, the beer is out already uh, for a limited time, uh, so you can get it wherever uh, Stone is sold uh, in uh, most of the uh, in the uh, states uh, that uh, where Stone is sold. You can pick it up there, so you definitely want to check that out. I know they're sending me some samples, so I can't wait to um, check that out. And from our folks at Founders, uh, apparently Founders, another uh, beer from the Mothership. This is Mothership number eight. This is Pale Joe. It's the latest tap only release. It is a um, a special blend of high-end Ethiopian coffee uh, roasted by Founders' hometown neighbors at Ferris Coffee and Nut. Uh, It is a uh, gently roasted fruit-forward coffee. Comes in at around 5.4%, so hoping to get a sample of that as well uh, to review on the program. Uh, This will be out in six-pack bottles and on draft from both taproom locations where Founders uh, is based in Michigan beginning on August 8th. Pale Joe will have a retail price of $10.00. A six-pack, so definitely if you're at one of the Founders Two Tap Rooms, that is the only place where you can get that, so you definitely want to check that out. Uh, some beer news uh, as well. A majority of Americans, uh, this from Brewbound, say beer is their alcohol beverage of choice uh, during the July 4th holiday. This was a survey commissioned by National Trade Group, the Beer Institute. Uh, the poll uh, was conducted uh, between June 21st and June 25th. They asked a 1,000 legal drinking-age adults which alcoholic beverage they'd be consuming or serving during Independence Day, and beer was the answer for 75% of the respondents. That's great news for breweries, but it's interesting, and they broke some other things down. The 4th of July holiday, along with Labor Day, typically the two largest beer-selling occasions each year. Last year, uh, the July 4th holiday week accounted for nearly 3% of beer dollar sales, nearly $800 million, uh, in sales, making it the largest beer-selling week of the year, uh, according to market research firm Nielsen. Nevertheless, consumer spending on beer that week, which ended on July 7th of last year, declined uh, just under 2%. However, dollar sales of flavored malt beverages, such as hard seltzers and coolers, grew 12.1%. In fact, the July 4th holiday week accounted for more than 4% of all 
FMB slash cooler dollar sales last year, Nielsen said. So that's interesting, right? So the, the sales increased last year due to the growth of hard seltzers, which increased sales 150% to about $16.1 million. Much of those sales were coming as consumers picked up hard seltzer variety packs. They, they grew sales of over 300% that week, the firm added. Sales of other Beyond Beer offerings also accelerated during this time frame last year. Hard cider was 8.5% up. Canned wine, uh, 56.5%. Both grew in dollar sales. Now, meanwhile, at the halfway point of this year, total beer dollar sales in off-premise retailers are up 1.6% to nearly $18.7 billion. The dollar sales growth is largely due to hard seltzers, which increased sales, get this, nearly 211% to nearly a little over $400 million through June 15th. Domestic super premiums um, at 11.9% and imports continue to grow. Craft dollar sales are down nearly 1%. So... What's the the interesting thing is we are seeing more people buying hard seltzer than they are beer. Sales of uh, um, White Claw, the top selling hard seltzer brand in off premise retail sales, up uh, almost three hundred percent to more than one hundred and one million. Sales of its black cherry fra- flavor incru- increased to almost three hundred percent, more than forty seven million through June sixteenth. Um, sales of White Claw's top competitor. Uh, truly Hard Seltzer, which is owned by Boston Beer, also up triple digits, growing 445.6% to nearly $39 million. Truly's Variety Pack also growing dollar sales, uh, just a shade under 90% to more than $33 million. This is amazing. Truly and Twisted Tea have helped boost Boston Beer Company sales up almost 20% to nearly $452 million. Meanwhile, sales of the company's flagship beer offering, Samuel Adams Boston Lager, lagging. The beer has dropped out of IRI's top 10 craft brands, declining 12.1%. Sales of the company's seasonal offerings and Sam 76 Lager are also in decline. So interesting, more people making the conscious decision to uh, to drink Hard seltzers and ciders as opposed to beers. Now, cider, a lot of calories. Seltzers, not so much. So it's interesting how you're seeing a lot of these different things. It, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Now, on the positive side, though, several regional craft beer companies have managed to increase sales amid the competition. So New Belgium is up by almost 9%. Founders is up 16%. Um, Bell's Brewing is up 5%. Firestone Walker is up 22%. Sweetwater at 5%. Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which includes uh, Victory, Six Point, and Southern Tier, are up almost 15%. Dogfish Head is up 4.4%. Now, this is, bef- and that, again, remember, that's before the merger with uh, Boston Beer. Um, three of the largest craft beer makers, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, and Deschutes, also uh, picked up a little bit of small growth, all of them less than 1%. So that is is very interesting to see that some places are going up and some are going down. Uh, uh, in fact, under half of the top 25 craft brand, brands that are in the black so far in 2019, here's the list, some of them here. Firestone Walkers 805 is up 17%, which you can only get in California. Bell's Two Hearted Ale, 2.6%. Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing IPA, up a whopping 126.4%. Uh, New Belgium's Rampar- Rampant Imperial IPA is up 33%. Their uh, Ranger IPA is up 8.8%. Cigar City's Highlight IPA is up 50 uh, over 50%. Kona's Big Wave Golden Ale up 23%. And the Sam Adams Variety Pack is up about 6%. Blue Moon's Mango Wheat is up 15.7%. So we're seeing certain brands that are going up and others not so much. So it's an interesting thing. Uh, seltzer seem to be the new um, not your daddy's root beer kind of thing. Uh, I wonder if that's going to hold up. They were up last year. They're up this year. Is that a trend that's going to continue? Now we're seeing local manufacturers starting to make uh, hard seltzers uh, and ciders. So maybe the business is shifting a little bit. I mean, again, I'm still a beer guy. Bottom line. I, I like the hard seltzer stuff. It's it's nice if it's a really hot day and I don't want to really drink a lot of beer. Maybe I, ha- I want to have one or two of those or I'm at a party and I don't want to drink heavy. But as something that I would buy and keep in my home all the time, I don't know if I'd necessarily do that. Finally, a Lithuanian couple is winning the International Wife Carrying Championship for the second time on Saturday, uh, le- uh, Saturday uh, last Saturday in Finland. Vaitudis uh, Kyrsalakis uh, and his wife Niringa 
won the 31st annual championship for the second consecutive time. In order to win, the husband has to carry the wife through an 830-foot obstacle course, running at times, walking through mud, crossing through waist-high water and wooden barriers. They completed the obstacle course in one minute and six seconds. The husband won the prize of the wife's weight in beer. That's pretty awesome. So you carry your wife through this obstacle course. The person who does it the fastest, you win uh, uh, beer based on the weight of your wife. So if your wife is thin, I guess you're not going to get that much beer. If your wife is a little bit uh, more on the plump side, uh, then you're going to get more beer. Pretty cool. When we come back after a short break, James Rell from Paste Magazine will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It is mostly clear, 80 degrees. What's going on? We at The Answer. Con Edison says it could take weeks to find out the cause of the massive power outage that left more than 70,000 customers in the dark last night. The utility had crews out today investigating, but there has been no word on a possible cause at this point. Mayor de Blasio said it was not the result of an act of terrorism, excessive electrical use, or a cyber attack. Governor Cuomo is ordering a state agency to conduct an independent investigation into the cause of the outage. There have been no reports so far of major immigration raids taking place across the country. Mayor de Blasio says there has been some action in parts of Brooklyn and Manhattan, but it did not appear to be on a large scale. A senior Trump administration official tells Fox News agents have been active in a number of jurisdictions, not just New York City. In sports, the Yankees defeated Toronto 4-2, the Mets over Miami 6-2, and in Major League Soccer in Harrison, New Jersey, the Red Bulls defeated NYCFC 2-1. Time to check the traffic. Still busy on the inbound upper level of the George Washington Bridge, where we are looking at delays of up to 30 minutes for upper level traffic and 20 minutes for the lower level. Over to the Lincoln Tunnel, no delay in either direction. Still about 25 inbound of the Holland from the 1-9 approach. Alternate side parking rules will be in effect for Monday. As we check conditions around the five boroughs, watch for delays as you travel on the Throcks Neck Bridge into the Bronx. We have construction closing two lanes, causing at least a 15-minute delay. And into New Jersey, a stalled vehicle on the right lane, Route 21 south at Main Street in Newark. Also on Route 24 eastbound near Columbia Turnpike, Florham Park, an accident clearing to the shoulder. You now know how not to go. Weather for tonight, clear, low 70, mostly sunny Monday near 90 degrees. Monday night, clear to partly cloudy, low 70. Tuesday, sunshine, 90 degrees. Wednesday, partly sunny chance of an afternoon shower or thunder shower. High temperature, 90 degrees. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Have you been curious about trading stock but don't know how to get started? With Tradeway, you can learn how for just $99.95. Come to the Marriott Marquis in Times Square on August 2nd and 3rd and find out where to begin. There's a full money-back guarantee. Call Tradeway at 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com to sign up. Did you see what happened on the Joe Piscopo Show? Tune into the show every Tuesday morning, 6 to 10 on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. We're also on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, plus, we're on the Hopped Up Network. You just go to the thehoppedupnetwork.com, and not only will you find my show, but a bunch of other beer-related podcasts on that platform as well. Now, my guest here, he's a writer for Paste Magazine. He wrote a story a few weeks back on New England IPAs, 
and why he feels a lot of them are not as good as they should be. I happen to agree with him. We'll get into that in just a moment. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Vor- uh, James Vorell uh, or just hit up the website at pastemagazine.com. Let me welcome into the program uh, Jim Vorell. Jim, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Albert. You got it. Now, right off the bat, you and your fiancé were on vacation a few weeks back. She was drinking a hazy double dry hop, double IPA, and she said she couldn't finish it and said that it was burning her throat. Now, was that the impetus for this story, or were you thinking about this for a while and this kind of sealed the deal for you to write it? Yeah, that's very much the latter. Um, This is something that I think about whenever I I see Hazy IPA on a menu these days, which is on every menu, which is the majority of every menu, it feels like. Um, But the way that she had articulated it really crystallized it to me um, as a thing that's not just the beer geeks are experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know, because she, she loves craft beer, and she loves IPA, and she loves beer, but at the same time, she doesn't write about it for a living, and she's more indicative of the average consumer. And if I feel like if those people are starting to notice what's going on in Hazy IPA, then Surely everybody is. Okay. Now, are more New England IPAs, Jim, being made with juicy palates in mind because they're so approachable to newer drinkers of craft beer? Pretty much every New England IPA is being made with that in mind, unless they're trying to go, like, ultra-dank with it or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the idea of them being juicy and sweet and not bitter... It's a very welcoming one to uh, people who never drank IPA in the past when it was more associated with being dry, bitter, you know, pithy kind of citrus elements and not fresh squeezed juice. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking with Jim Varell from uh, Paste Magazine. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Varell or just hit up the website at pastemagazine.com for his stories on craft beer and some other cool stuff as well. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you know, Jim, the same thing happened that happened to your fiance happened to me a few weeks back. I was drinking a local New Jersey beer from Magnify at my local watering hole, and it seemed every single IPA uh, that was hazy from them that I drank was very acidic. Uh, as, as if it needed, to, at least in my opinion, and I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I felt like it, as if the beer needed more time to rest in the tank before being served. Are breweries, in your opinion, rushing to get product out on tap or on the shelves? I didn't used to say that until I spoke with a few brewers who literally told me that I was drinking their beer too early, and that was after they had released it. Uh-huh. They were saying, you need to wait a couple weeks for it to, that, that's when it gets good. And <laughs> it blew my mind because it flies so counterintuitively to what beer geeks have been told for years, right. that they need to be drinking everything as soon as possible. If it's a couple weeks old, then it's, it's pointless. Right. So they... it, it, makes, it makes it very confusing for them because how do you know if you're supposed to wait? Or how do you know if you're supposed to consume it immediately? You know, it's not like the cans make this are going to make this clear for you. Right. No, 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 exactly. Well, I mean, some do because they tell you drink fresh or there's a, a, a drink by date or they tell you 90 days. But if if let's assume 90 days is the industry norm, right, for a, for a juicy IPA. Mm-hmm. But if they're telling you when you buy it, hey, don't crack this can for the first week or two, let it settle a little bit and then open it up. I mean, that's a little misleading. It's, you know, and, and, and again, uh, I could use other half as a perfect example. They're cranking out uh, a couple of different IPAs every week. Some of those can't possibly be good enough to drink that they, I, I feel like they're trying to just rush it out to get there, but then they're telling you, oh, by the way, when you stand on the line for an hour and a half to get it, you can't have it right away. You should wait a couple of weeks before you drink it. You're right. It is kind of counter, counterintuitive. It, it, it's amazing I to mean- me. Nobody, nobody is given the choice. Would would choose to conceive a beer style from the ground up where there would be a golden drinking window of a couple weeks right. in between too early and too late. And right. It's not ideal to anyone. <laughs> it's just how the style is now. And unfortunately, when you when you raise these kinds of concerns, people just think that you have an issue with the style itself. Mm-hmm. They, they they can't separate the fact that I like juicy IPAs, 
I just think that a lot of them are missing they're missing the the profile that they're going for because they're trying to push that concept of juiciness so far that they're they're literally losing the perception of it and they don't even seem to realize that they're, that they're doing it. Yeah, and and the interesting part is if you do that too quickly and you have let's say the the, the next 3 beers out of the batch aren't that good, you're not going to get that repeat customer. They're going to be turned off by it, and then you're going to lose right. money. And for for some of these smaller breweries, that could be a make or break for them. Jim, out of all the New England IPAs that you have had, is there one or two that stick out to you as the best of the style? There are a few breweries that I think um, do this extremely consistently well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Triple Crossing Brewing in Richmond. Okay. Um, it's, which is funny because they don't quite get as much attention as the Vale does in Richmond. And the Vale can also do some some solid hazy IPAs, but I feel like Triple Crossing produces some of the most consistently, just beautifully juice forward and approachable, and and um, just they're decadent, but they're also drinkable at the same mm-hmm. time. Okay. Another one that does this really well is uh, the Brew Gentleman Brewing Company in Braddock, Pennsylvania. Okay. These are all. These are some that have done real well in the blind tastings that we do. At all right. Uh, the Brew. So and, and the the Brew Company is the name of the uh, the one in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Brew Gentleman. The Brew Gentleman. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hazy, hazy beer hunters will, will know these guys already. All right. I'll have to check that out. We're talking with Jim Varell from Pace Magazine. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Varell or just hit up the website pacemagazine.com for his stories on craft beer and other cool stuff here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Uh, also, Jim, on Pace Magazine, you recently wrote about how Stone Brewing had started a true craft venture in which the company would invest in breweries that needed money or, let's say, said brewery was thinking about selling. Stone would come in and acquire them without... Uh, than potentially selling uh, to big beer. But now Stone has ended this without ever investing in a single brewery. What do you think happened there? I, I, I really couldn't speculate into the details, but from Greg Cook's statements, it, sound, it sounds like they just didn't find themselves able to compete in a meaningful way in mm. terms of the valuations that were being offered to breweries that were selling to entities like uh, a B and Bev or Miller Coors. Right. Um, you have to think that the the going all the way back to Ballast Points one billion dollar sale to Constellation Brands yeah. that it kind of <laughs> skewed the market in a really unrealistic way. That you you go back and look at that sale and it looks like the most insane dollar figure that that the industry has ever seen for any single sale, and it probably will remain a high-water mark in terms of that. I agree with you 100%, except for the folks at Ballast Point who made the, the billion and said, uh, all right, we did it at the right time. My biggest issue with Ballast Point at that point, when they were acquired by Constellation, you never lowered the price of the beer. It, what, what's the point yeah. of selling a beer at 16 or $17 a six-pack uh, when you should have dropped the price point down to around 10 or 11 bucks, you probably would have generated uh, more sales. And finally, uh, Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about this new Belgium collaboration with North Carolina State University. This is the first of its kind, no? Um, I'm not certain if it's the first of its kind, but it's certainly not common. You don't see a lot of craft breweries in in uh, official partnership with, with universities just because of the the dicey scenario of, of alcohol sponsorship in, in on the college level. You don't, you don't not see it a lot. Mm-hmm. So for, for them to be working with them in an official capacity and producing an actual beer for the, the university is something that is, has a certain amount of novelty to it. I would certainly be interested in picking them up if I was going to that university. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool. You're seeing a game and you're getting to see, you're getting to taste a collaboration uh, from a brewery like New Belgium, sort of like what McKellar does with City Field with the Mets, that they brew beers specifically for uh, City Field, which I think is uh, is really cool. Uh, my my it guess is like the like the the, uh, the state university has a, a sizable fermentation program as well, so they're they're lending some of their expertise there. Yeah, so I mean, and in a sense, it is kind of home brewed. You know, obviously, if it's coming from the university, so uh, I kind of like that idea. My guest has been Jim Varell from Pace Magazine. You could follow him on Twitter at Jim Varell, V O R E L, or just hit up the website at pacemagazine dot com for his stories on craft beer and other cool stuff. Uh, James, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure.
You got it, Jim. Thanks so much. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder says what the left doesn't want to hear. S&P 500, never been higher? <laughs> Economy rocking and rolling? More jobs created last month than the experts expected? <laughs> Donald Trump's popularity rating, highest ever of his presidency? <laughs> About the same as when Obama ran for his second term? Say it ain't so! The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The answer. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? AM 970 The Answer is giving you the chance to win $1,000 every day for our summer cash contest. Enter for your chance to win by listening to AM 970 for keywords announced at approximately 7.30 a.m., 10 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and 7 p.m. Then go to am970theanswer.com and type in the keyword. This is an app devoted summer contest with participation from several broadcast company television and radio stations. For each opportunity to win, one winner will be randomly selected from all entries received nationwide. For a complete list of contest rules, go to am970theanswer.com. Watch the Joe Piscopo live stream Tuesday mornings 6 to 10. Available on Facebook, YouTube, and am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can find my Craft Beer Cast, along with a plethora of other beer-related shows uh, for your listening pleasure. South Jersey Beer Scene is on there, uh, selling craft beer, lots of great stuff that you definitely want to check out. All right, so let's get into it, our final segment here. And uh, by the way, before I start uh, with the final segment of Suds and Duds, if you go over to our Facebook page, AG Craft Beer Cast, facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, all one word. Check out the uh, story. CBSN, their streaming service, um, did a piece about a week ago uh, on how New Jersey is cracking down on craft breweries and um, the new restrictions that they have put in place, uh, new rules, et cetera, right? So CBSN, i got to give them credit. Uh, Anne-Marie Green, uh, Vladimir Dutier, did a great job with this piece. Uh, it's about five minutes long. It is definitely worth watching. They talked to a guy out in Seattle um, I forgot his name off the top of my head, uh, but he does a great job at, at succinctly breaking down all the issues of what's going on with New Jersey breweries. You definitely want to check it out. Just scroll down the page. You'll find it. Um, it, is, uh, it, it is a great, it's a great piece and definitely something uh, that you want to check out uh, you know, when you get a chance. It's only five, like I said, it's five minutes long. Uh, but uh, kudos to Anne-Marie Green and uh, Vladimir Dutier from uh, CBSN. They did a fantastic job on this piece. Now let's get into Suds and Duds. So um, right before 4th of July, I was over at the Sterling Hotel. Uh, my buddy, uh, my best friend Mark, uh, met, met up with me. Uh, we were getting together for drinks or whatever. And he says, oh, come to the Sterling Hotel. The beer garden's open, which, by the way, the Sterling Hotel has a fantastic beer garden. It's great. It's, it's so much fun. 
Uh, I was sweating like a pig because it was hot out. and The sun was just unbelievable that day. Uh, but it is definitely worth going out there. They have a little kitchen out there. You can get beers. The only issue that I had with the beer garden, the service is slow. Uh, to get a beer, you've got to wait on a line, you know, 10, 12 deep. They don't move that quickly uh, to get beer. And I know they have an alcohol-only line, but the, the, the guy, it's just it, it's slow, very slow. Um, that's my only complaint. Otherwise, it was great. The Grateful Dead cover band that was playing, eh, not so much. Not a big fan of the Grateful Dead. Never was. Uh, just didn't get it. Just don't get the whole Grateful Dead scene. And I love music. There's lots of different music that I like. The Grateful Dead happens to be one of those bands I was never into, ever. Uh, I've tried to listen to it. I was listening to it for most of the night that night. Uh, not a fan. Um, I'm a big believer in personal hygiene. I like taking a shower and being clean. Let's put it that way. Anyway, um, I had a 4th of July IPA uh, from Departed Souls to start off the night. Uh, you know, good beer, decent. Uh, to me, not one of their better ones. Um, but, uh, I like it. You know, it was, it was eminently drinkable, especially on a hot day. Uh, it wasn't like I had to pour it out or anything. So, uh, it, you know, it was good. Then we got like a, uh, they had a, a, you get five cans for 25 bucks, which wasn't a bad deal. They had in their little heaven session IPA by two roads, which was really good. Works on a warm summer night. Um, what else did they have in there? They had, uh, I think it was a dogfish head 60 minute IPA and a founder's, uh, lager, um, their uh, their their uh, lager beer, which is great, uh, solid gold, uh, which was a fantastic beer. Just a just a real nice, easy drinking lager. I've talked about them before. Um, then I had a Stone Enjoy by. I got two cans of the uh, Enjoy by July Fourth. I had one can a couple of weeks ago when I was at uh, Live in Bush, but then I ended up drinking the other unfiltered one uh, right on the Fourth uh, of July because it was Enjoy by July Fourth. Great West Coast IPA. Love the bitterness. Again, unfiltered. It was just it was just fantastic. This was just a great beer. Loved it a lot. And the fact that it was in a 19-ounce can, even better. Uh, as we continue on here on our uh, Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, on July 3rd, it was Independent Craft Beer Day or something like that. I know I'm screwing this up. So they what, what the, um, the Brewers Association and a lot of other places wanted you to do was to go out on that day and buy beer from an independent brewer, which I thought was a great idea. So I went out and uh, went over to a little liquor store in uh, Fanwood, Fanwood Liquors. Great little place. Great selection of craft beer, local, national as well. Um, And I picked up a four-pack from Port Brewing, their SPA, their Summer Pale Ale. Uh, This was a nice, subtle pale ale. Burst of citrus and peach when you first smell it. Uh, Went down very easy. Still have a couple of cans in the fridge. Probably saved those for a tailgate. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, and throw those in the cooler. This was great. It was a great beer. Happy to support uh, independent craft brewers, especially the guys from Port Brewing, uh, also uh, of the Lost Abbey. Love those guys. Uh, could drink that stuff uh, all day long. I had enough local stuff in my fridge. I had some stuff from Wet Ticket, a couple of other things. That's why I didn't go over to Wet Ticket to buy anything. I already had. I still have a crowler of Wet Ticket's Pineapple Hopper, which is fantastic, by the way. If you haven't been to Wet Ticket yet in Rawway, you definitely want to check them out. Uh, founders had sent me uh, from their um, uh, mothership series, the Mucho Lupao. Mucho Lupao. Mucho Lupao. Yeah, that's it. Uh, very good IPA. Spicy, nice hop. Got some balance to it, too. Uh, excellent. They got a new one that's coming out. In fact, they sent me a Pilsner uh, the other day, and I have to check it out this weekend. I didn't even know Founders was making a Pilsner again. I don't know why that slipped my mind, and I, I've reached out to get some facts on it, and hopefully on next week's show uh, I'll have those facts for you. But I got two cans that's sitting in the fridge. Can't wait to try them. I love a good Pilsner, and I'm sure that Founders uh, Pilsner will not disappoint. As we continue on here on our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, I uh, had a wandering into the fog by Abomination Brewing. This is really good. Lots of juice, smooth, dry at the end, big citrus flavor. Did not know about this brewery. Uh, turns out they're in East Stroudsburg. They are a contract brewer, it looks like. Um, but I'm going to be in the Pennsylvania area in the next week or so. And so if I'm nearby and they do have a, a tasting room or whatever, I definitely want to check them out uh, because this was very interesting. I liked it a lot. Uh, could probably drink a few of those. That was really, really good. I was just very surprised I'd not heard of Abomination Brewing. So this is the great thing about beer is that there's these new breweries popping up all the time. 
and it's wonderful when you get something you know brand new. Uh, had from uh, Heavy Seas that sent me there in root brute. Great hop and bite. You can taste the yuzu juice. Uh, very dry on the back end. This is one of their limited release from their 15-barrel uh, system. Uh, and, in fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this beer sold out there. Great beer. I have another can left. Can't wait to crack that other can open. Fantastic. Had a Liberty Bell Ringer double IPA by Victory Brewing. A very impressed. Victory's IPAs uh, from a couple of years ago were not that good, I'll be honest. And it wasn't their forte. Their forte was more German-style beers. Uh, this double IPA, I like it a lot. A d- very dry, citrus flavor, good bite. I really enjoyed it. I like that bite on the back end there. Uh, that was a really, really nice beer uh, from Victory. Kudos to Bill Kovalevsky and his crew. Definitely a, a very good beer. Had from Single Cut, those clouds all disappear, double IPA. Sweet, smooth, uh, just really good, very boozy, uh, more towards the high end of like a 9 10%er. Uh, that's an excellent beer. Single Cut makes great beers. My issue with Single Cut is their price point. Their price point is very expensive. Um, and if I have the choice, uh, I'll I'll get it on draft uh, as opposed to buying a four-pack. Because, you know, to pay over 20 dollars for a four-pack uh, of, of a double IPA that I could get a, a similar brand of beer for about 15 or 16 I'm always going to opt for the cheaper beer. Sorry, that's just me. I mean, I'll, I'll spend money when it's when it's worthy of it. I, I don't know if over twenty dollars is worth it. I think that's Single Cut's biggest problem. Now they're not hurting for sales, but to me, that's that's a big problem. I uh, had uh, Heavy Season sent me Red Flag, their barrel aged sour ale. Nice, subtle sour, not super puckery. Very, very nice. Uh, enjoyed that one a lot. Thanks to the folks uh, Christine over at Heavy Seas. And then finally, I was out with my wife. Last weekend, we were taking a drive down into Homedale, uh, and we stopped. Uh, there was a Marshall's down there or whatever, and they had a Byright liquor store a couple of doors down. I said, you know, I just want to go in there. I want to see if they have any Icarus beer because I can't get any Icarus up by me. They don't come up that far uh, in terms of cans. So sure enough, go in there, start looking. We see in the refrigerator, we want the Lotus Gold, their, their Imperial IPA. Just released it. In fact, it was canned on the second. I love it. Uh, Icarus makes some fantastic beers. Uh, smooth, lots of dry hopping, loads of oats in this, juicy. It was just so good. Icarus is just killing it uh, with their beers. I love everything that they do. Uh, I I don't think I've had a bad beer from Icarus yet. They are just fantastic. They do a great job, and uh, kudos uh, to Jason and uh, his crew down there. You guys are just knocking it out of the park. But, folks... We are out of time. My thanks to everyone, including my guest, James Varell from Paste Magazine, pastemagazine.com. And just do a search for James Varell if you want to check out uh, any of his beer stories and other stuff that he does on Paste Magazine. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.